0: and nobody has taken the godforsaken thing down. Mom was ready to throw up, and carefully got down on all fours, holding her head off the stern. Mom sat up in the watery night. By a bare light bulb, she wrote a letter to her father, the continuation of a two-year deception. Her father was a British Army officer, a wounded veteran of the First World War, a stiff upper-lip proper gentleman. He had been thrown off kilter three years before when his wife committed suicide and was unsure of how to deal with a teenage daughter. His older daughters had left home. Thinking it would be a more comforting environment, he sent Mum to live with family friends. When the father's kind gestures to comfort her turned lewd, Mum didn't know how to defend herself. She ran away and headed to Vancouver. She found a place to stay with Sarah, an acquaintance of Mum's older sister, Tinker. Her father knew nothing about why she fled and was not pleased with her dropout status. Mom eventually appeased him by enrolling in the Vancouver Vocational Institute. Then she met Dad at a party and traded a future vocation for immediate affection. The ancestors grew agitated. A loose cup shattered on the floor. Mom strained to pick up the pieces. She nudged a snoring jack to the edge of the bed and lay down on her back. Outside, the logs moaned as they chafed against each other, sounding like humans. It was vulgar, like unstifled lovemaking in a thin-walled motel. A storm was rising. The chafing quickened. Simone, Dad said, awake and sitting up. The bed's wet. The men made a chair of their arms and awkwardly carried Mom across the slippery logs, with John's wife holding her husband's jacket for support and gripping Randy in her other arm. Fleet rain assaulted their faces. "'You all right, Barb?' John said, and Mum realized his wife's name was Barb. "'I'm all right. Everyone's all right. The hospital's just an hour away, Simone. Don't you worry.' Mum groaned to think she'd have to endure this pain another minute. They set her on the grungy bed in the boat's cabin. Randy put his face next to Mum's. Barb stroked his head, but he never took his eyes from his mother." I'm just going to go on deck, help John uh, navigate. Um, Not much I can do here, unless you think, uh, Dad stammered. Barb gave him a look like she wanted to hit him. Go, I'm, uh, I'm, ah, Mom's last word was swallowed by a contraction. Never been better, huh? (laughs) Dad couldn't help but quip, and Mom expelled the laugh in spite of herself. Randy sat up hoping Mum was going to play now, but she grunted out an ugly sound that made his lower lip quiver. A wave smacked the boat and he tumbled to the floor. Barb reached out and cradled him, but he bawled for his mother, a goose egg rising on his forehead. Mum stretched out her arms and he flew into them, thudding on her churning belly. Barb braced her thick body around them both to minimize the turbulence. Mum took a deep breath and silently wrote out the next contraction. You're so blessed. Barb squeezed her hand, and Mum remembered her mentioning that she had no children, which seemed to make her sad. For a moment, Mum considered offering this baby to Barb, but that was crazy. She had to push away crazy thoughts. Barb had those big hands like her mother's capable hands that made you feel safe, that pulled people she hardly knew into her chest for loving hugs, hands that fluttered and tapped as she tried to find words in English. "'Comment you dis? her mother said so often. Whatever pain Mum felt for the rest of her labor was barely expressed, except for the periodic wince that would trigger Barb to grip her hand tighter and Randy to grip her neck. The tugboat tooted its horn— Thank God we're here, Barb announced. We're in Esperanza. You know what Esperanza means? Mom relaxed, and I slid out. Hope, Barb told her. I imagined Dad walking across the little bridge over the stream that divided Esperanza. The hotel wasn't open yet, but he had to get away from that hospital. Missionaries gave him the creeps. They called themselves the Shantymen. Sounded like a swing quartet, he thought. Doc McLean and the Shantyman. The Reverend Doctor had gone at him, urging him to get both kids baptized. Person gets baptized every day out here, Jack countered.